Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. Let's say you've got only two skills that you could ever master. There's two things, skill A, skill B. Skill A, you're like 80% at, right? Just naturally. Skill B, you're 20% at. If you work your butt off, you can increase your capability in either of these skills by 10%. You can take skill A to 90%, or you can take, what did I say skill B was at 20? You can take that to 30. What do you think an employer cares more about? The fact that you can do skill A at 90% or that you can do skill B at 30%. Like you better be investing time in focusing on the things that you're good at and taking it to the next level, right? Because nobody's going to be like, let me pay you for being 30% good at skill B. Because <laughs> it's fucking worthless. It's worthless, right? I mean, and it's not to be rude. It's just it, there's no value there. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at UnmistakableCreative.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Unmistakable Creativity Hour. It's Srini and Gareth here on Wednesday evening. Gareth, how's it going? Woo-hoo! How's it going, everybody? Uh, lots going on in my life in the last couple of days, man. High yeah, highs, we, low lows. Okay, well, so the highs, obviously, you sent me the the message about the uh, Avalanches winning. You know what? Like, I I didn't realize eight points in a hockey game is like a fuck ton, isn't it? Bruh, bruh. That's like, like eight, eight, right. if somebody scored eight points in a soccer game, you'd be like, holy shit! Either some other team played really bad, or both teams played no defense, right? Right. Okay. So, so just for anybody tuning in for the first time today, uh, Gareth, me is a huge Avalanche fan, and they so are for in all for you, the first... all you Canadians out there who are like, "Fuck you." We understand. Yeah. I mean, I grew up Sorry, in Edmonton, guys. so we understand. I, I sympathize yeah. with the Canadians who are like, "Go to hell, Gareth." Yeah, and I'm sorry, guys. And please take me back to your country soon. Uh, I'll be applying for my I mean, oh, Obviously, the, the Canadians <laughs> are like, it should have been the Calgary Flames, the Maple Leafs, or the it Edmonton should. Oilers. Like, well, hold on, hold on. They're, playing the, they're playing the Oilers right now. Oh. That's the thing. I, yeah, know dude. I used to watch okay. the Oilers practice at West Edmonton Mall uh, when Wayne Gretzky bruh. was on the team. When Gretzky was on the team? Shut yeah, up. I grew up in Edmonton in the 80s. So, like, where Gretzky oh was on the Oilers. Oh, amazing. Well, they're, they're pretty darn good right now. So yeah. just for, for backstory for everybody, hey, listen, 
Uh, Colorado hasn't been to round three, which is the semifinals of the Stanley Cup since well, it's 20 years. It's been 20 years. They lose in round two. They've lost in round two for the last like four years in a row. Yeah. So they're, they're there. They're at the semifinals. They're playing the Oilers. It's legit, bro. So anyway, I was like, I have to go. There's no way that I can't go to this game. The first game of round three. So we sprung for the tickets and, uh, and we went and it was incredible. It wound out, it wound up being a shootout, like just like a shoot fest, right? Like just, I mean, both gold, all goaltenders were just like letting stuff go all night long. It was, it wound up being an eight to six game. If you haven't checked out the highlights, if you care even a little bit about hockey, check it out. Amazing game. Well, I don't give a shit about hockey and I'm going to watch this now. And it- Dude, um, you know, that literally means it's like, oh, so, so, you know, this is just preparation for when we own the team. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, um, I mean, in your normal hockey game, like you're lucky if you see five goals scored, you know, yeah. combined this goal, this, this game showed 14 goals, eight to six was the final. And only one of those was an empty netter. Because it was a seven to six goal until uh, Edmonton pulled their goalie in the last you know two minutes of the third period, and uh, Landis Gog sunk a sunk a shot from about half court. So it was uh, it bro, it was it was a game, and for for a game to like, I'm just I'm like not trying to be super braggy right here, but I'm just saying we were we had some primo seats like fifth row on the ice, and if there's a game to see. At fifth row on the ice, it was it was freaking this game, dude. It was epic. like I said, it's just preparation for you know when we own the team. Uh, you know. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm sure now you know for our listeners who are like get to the fucking point, guys. Like, I, yeah, you know, for for all of you who don't give a shit about hockey, bear with us. We'll get there. Yeah, sorry, um, everybody. We we, we <laughs> do have you know relevant point. I'm basically like you know Matt Damon in uh, the Born Identity right now, like juggling time zones and. <laughs> You know, switching Matt sim, Damon. switching yeah. sim cards. You know, Gareth can't text oh, me, so yeah. you know that kind of thing. But that actually makes a perfect segue into our topic for today. I see we always have a segue that you know naturally flows itself. We're getting there. You may think we're talking about nothing that has you know anything to do with anything, but this does. So Gareth and I want to own a hockey team because <laughs> Gareth and I were never meant to be hockey players. Who the fuck knows if we'll ever own a hockey team? And I am definitely not going to be like Matt Damon in the Bourne Ultimatum. What was the other one? The Bourne Supremacy. What was the original one? The Supremacy. Born, the Bourne Identity. The Bourne Identity. So I'm just yeah, yeah. stringing around. I don't have a Bourne Identity. The only thing I know how to do is, you know, interview people and write books, uh, which makes a perfect segue into today's topic. Uh, which so is? Talking about, you know, uh, capitalizing on your strengths and acknowledging your weaknesses so oh, i i actually i sent gareth two topics today i was like what do you want to talk about he was like you want to talk about closing open loops which is basically you know all the bullshit that you know you need to deal with but you haven't um yeah i think the only reason that i, I brought that topic up was because i had an electricity bill that i hadn't you know fully finished paying yet so that just <laughs> occurred to me i was like oh i have a, a utility bill that i need to take care of from when i was living in colorado and here i am in santiago uh, I was like, Gareth was like, no, I like the second one better. I was like, yeah, that, that, that's, that's much more rich with, with, you know, potential topics. So, um, yep. anyways, but, so the reason this is particularly interesting to me is because this is something that I had to learn the hard way. I, you know, it, and it's something that I think a lot of people learn the hard way, unfortunately, because 
what do you do? Like we go to school where it's this like one size fits all solution where, you know, mm-hmm. 17 year olds who are idiots think they're smart and 17 year olds who are smart don't realize they're idiots. So there's our, you know, yeah. obligatory, you know, like crack on Sorry, the 17 year olds. Yeah. yeah. You but, you know, again, we were making fun <laughs> of our 17 year old selves. So just so you know. Um, hey, I got a 17 year old. She's going to college in yeah. September. And she's so, probably I mean, an idiot in a lot of ways, right? I mean, your lips to God's ears, man. I don't know. <laughs> but, but there's she, nothing wrong, nothing incorrect about what you just said right well, there. Well, and she probably has superpowers that you're not even aware of yet. And she probably that's hasn't probably discovered true. yet, you know? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's the, that's sort of the, the problem is that we are so rigid about how we go about this sort of career path thing uh, or, you know, making choices yes. thing. And, like for me, it, like we've talked about career choice before, like, you know, we were talking about, you know, sort of failure and decisions. And it, like for me, the underlying narrative was go be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. Like that's, you know, you want a good life, you become a doctor. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. Like I remember when I would tell my mom, I was like, mom, I hate going to the hospital. I get sick all the time because I used to get colds all the time when we were in high yeah, school. Yeah. And you know what she told me? She said, you'll develop immunity. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. <laughs> That's so on brand though. I remember like feeling it, it, this is this is like the overarching theme of this discussion, right? I remember feeling as a young person that all of my weaknesses is are exactly where I should be putting my attention. Yeah. Like, you know, math came naturally to me. I was really lucky in that regard. Uh English I mean, I could speak the language and I understood the rules, but like, you know, but you when can't it came the to the like, rules of any states, you know? no, I don't, yeah, geography, not my jam. Uh, Clearly not ours yeah, mine either, but even though I've like right. traveled half the world. But if I'm trying to like, you know, um, uh, uh, dissect or, or read a, a paper or not even a paper, but like you know, some, what is that? God awful. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are like, oh, how could you have these feelings, Gareth? You're so, uh, <laughs> you're so opinionated. But, you know, there are those, those, uh, those things that you're, you're reading. I don't even remember what it's called when you're in like AP lit, but you've got these, you know, crazy, uh, um, bro, I'm all over the place and I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> all right. Well, what's, what's happening? I couldn't Sorry. carry it for much longer. Josh, do a cut here, please. Um, Good market time. All right. Um, yeah, no, I, so I, I know what you mean. Like, I, it's funny, right? So math came easy to you, and math was so hard for me. And yet, like, the, I still remember to this day, you know, when my dad, you know, I, I would have these arguments with, you know, teachers at school, and my dad would be like, oh, well, you know, just focus on math. Math is the only subject where you can, like, guaranteed get 100%. You know, whether the teacher hates right. you or not. And of course, that's, high, that's true. That's true. Well, yes, in high school math, but that's not, you know, kind of like we talked about the way they teach math is totally, you know, doesn't really teach you jack shit about math. Um, right. Not know. until you get to college anyway. Well, yeah. surprisingly, like, you know, where this is becoming apparent to be, there's a, a new documentary out. Weird pop culture reference, I realized, but there's uh, the Unabomber in his own words. Turns out the Unabomber was a math genius. Ah, that's not good company. Yeah, he taught at Berkeley. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, professor from my alma mater was a fucking Unabomber. Whoops. Yep, but but no, anyway, so, like, I I know what you mean. Like, so, you're right. Like, what are we doing? It's like, when you are in school, like, particularly in, in, you know, primary education, it's like, oh, you're not doing well in this subject, so let's, like, put all this effort... Instead of like saying, okay, you're amazing at this one thing. You're, you're good at this one thing. Let's make you amazing at it. Like, okay, you're good at this one thing. You suck at this. So let's focus on making you average at the thing you suck at and just keep you good at the thing that you're doing. You could be extraordinary at. Oh, you, that's, that's it in a nutshell, man. That is what the education system is like designed to do, right? You have got to be good 
at these six subjects, right? Yeah. And I, mean, I don't even know what they are, but math, science, English, you know, fill in the blanks on the ones I'm forgetting. Well, I mean, we just, we so just had uh, Eric Barker here who, who wrote a book, uh, you know, titled uh, Plays Well with Everyone. And, you know, he had this article about why valedictorians don't become CEOs. And, you know, he then it was based on his previous book, Barking Up the Wrong Tree. And he said, you know, like, the thing is that there's this whole idea of like being well-rounded, which is nonsensical when you get into the real world, because he said, like, you know, if mm-hmm. you're doing a computer science job, nobody gives a shit if you did poorly in history or <laughs> English. It's like, if you're a brilliant computer no scientist, kidding. I could give two shits if you like, you know, couldn't write, you know, like you didn't write essays that were worth reading. It's like, you're a computer scientist. <laughs> like, if you're great at this one thing, we don't need yes. you to be, you know, great at this other thing. And that's, that's yeah, like, you don't ha- even have to be, you don't have to be mediocre at it. Like, I I don't care how much Shakespeare you've read. If you are a good Airtable no-code consultant, I will hire your shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't care. Yeah. No, well, that's that's the problem, though, right, is that we have this sort of, you know, message of, like, oh, be, try to go be good at everything. And it's like, okay, this is, like, a massive problem that it starts early in our education system. And then you get yeah. to college and, and you don't, and, and you start to like, you know, say, oh, like, okay, well, I'm trying to compensate for these things I'm bit terrible at. So you just become shitty at everything. At least I was. Um, you were lucky. Yeah. So, I mean, you discovered this thing you were good at pretty early. Like, what, why did, so why did you double down on it so early? It's, I mean, it sounds like you did. You always knew you were good at math. Did you know that that's what you were going to somehow like double down on later? Honestly, dude, the reason that I did my degree in math is because I didn't know what the hell else to do it in. So I did my undergrad in math, and I think I made that choice when I was, I don't know, probably like 1920, and I didn't know what the heck else to do it in. Because I was like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I I hadn't experienced enough life at that time. Then I wound up dropping out of college. This is, again, undergrad, right? Dropped out of college, didn't go back until I was 26. And at that point, I'd had enough experiences to be like, oh, I want to get into business. But I was so close to finishing my math degree that I finished my math degree because it was like, okay, just take another eight courses and you're done. Wait, you dropped that you get a master's. Yeah, you didn't know that. I didn't know. I somehow I, it's uh, that's never come up. Yeah. Oh, dude, this is okay. So wait, full, so you, you get that, you you get to have that one of those like college dropouts who starts a million dollar business stories now. <laughs> full transparency to all your listeners, I was on academic probation, bro. Damn. Like I wasn't. I didn't go to class. I just kind of thought I could phone it in, like I used to in high school. Like, eh, whatever. Meh, I'm I'm so smart. I'm going to get all the A's, and didn't happen that way in college, especially when I didn't show up to class. And so, yeah, I went through a a, a thing. This was before your daughter was born? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then actually, when I found out that my first daughter was uh, incubating, that's when I dropped out of college. And I said, okay, I've got to, like, figure this out financially. And so I started um, started taking care of the family, you know, working full time, uh, yep. making that my focus, saving mm-hmm. money and, and trying to take care of her. And yeah. then, you know, that was a whole other that's a whole other chapter. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's interesting, right? So you had a natural aptitude for math, right? It, it sure, sounds like sure. that was uh, the given. I mean, and that's the, you know, that is one of those things I feel that we are constantly fighting is that we don't look for, you know, what are sort of our, our natural aptitudes, which makes a perfect time for a clip. Take a listen. I think if, if you want to really be successful at something, it's got to play to your strengths. And I, There's been a lot of research that's been done in the area that there are basically 
eight different kinds of intelligences. There's mathematical and logical, there's linguistic, there's athletic, there's musical, there's uh, intrapersonal. And it would be really good if you were able to identify, and obviously with the help of your parents, kind of where your natural skills lie. If, like you said, maybe you're just not meant to be, you have great interpersonal skills, you have great linguistic skills, that's why you picked this profession. But if that was something that was identified and encouraged when you were six or eight or 12 years old, maybe things might, you might have gotten into what you're doing earlier. Of course, getting straight A's and all that, maybe, hey, you're in this environment, you, you have to try to do the best you can. But it might have been uh, good. And that's what happens for the most exceptional people. Uh, they've identified their strengths early on in life, mm-hmm. and then they're able to build on them. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember, folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. So interesting. Yeah, that, that is a really interesting clip. So this this is, uh, you know, our podcast, Kumar Mehta. He was our, our first guest this year, and he wrote a book called Exceptionals, you know, How the Best Become the Best, uh, you know, what they do. And hmm. I think the thing that struck me most about that book was that it was probably the first self-improvement book that acknowledged the role that genetics play. I was like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, duh, right? Well, that's the thing, right? In self-help, genetic determinism is so frowned upon. It's kind of just one of those things where people are like, oh, genetics? No, I can overcome my genetics. And it's like, yeah, in some areas, maybe. In a lot of areas. In some areas. Like, you and I, you you know, I went to the apps game last night. Miko Rantanen, one of the forwards for the Avalanche, the guy's like six foot six. He's a giant of a human. And I had no idea until I saw him, you know, on the ice last night. I mean, I knew he was big, but I didn't know he was that big. Like, there's no way that I could, you know, have the same uh, uh, presence on the ice as somebody who's got a full, because I'm 5'11". He's got yeah. a full seven inches on me. Well, like, you know, I mean, insane. I always joke, like, you know, this is the, my, my favorite one is always, you know, no matter how, I can literally go into the gym every day and shoot like hundreds right. of free throws and practice. <laughs> and I, I could get really good. Like I get good to sure. the point where I'm not missing three pointers, nothing. Right. Like, you know, where I'm yeah. literally just swishing every shot. LeBron yeah, James wouldn't even play a pickup game with me. You know, no. because no. I'm a scrawny fucking Indian person. Well, I mean, is that a self-limiting belief or is that a reality? Because that is a reality. Like, what's unreal about it? Go. The the reality is, if I look in the mirror, I'm like LeBron James and me. Like, (laughs) no comparison. And I can tell you this from my attempts to, you know, try you know fairly athletic pursuits in Texas, like playing football in seventh grade, where there are seventh graders the size of grown men. I was like, clearly. I'm not, I remember the coach called me in eighth grade, you know, the summer, you know, before uh, school started. He was like, hey, he was like, uh, are you planning on coming out for football this year? I'm like, why the hell would I come out for football this year? I was like, I didn't do anything last year on the football field. And I was thinking to myself, oh, he might need a backup plan for when one of his like star athletes has bad grades, you know, come Right weeks into the school year, I'm the like, Indian kid on the team. <laughs> it's like I'm a terrible <laughs> idea for a backup plan. You'll literally lose every game if I'm your backup plan. I was like, no. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to focus yeah. on band, and I was like, and I am going to come out for basketball, which you know made him happy. He was a good coach. Like I give him that. You know, he. I remember to, he he wrote in my yearbook. He's like, it's always a you know pleasure to have students like you. And I was like, that's probably because you know 
it's like I'm the shitty athlete, but the good student who's like right. easy to work, easy to work with, but has no athletic ability whatsoever. Um, you can count on either show up. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Now, this is one thing I think is missing in that conversation is that nobody told me that I had the potential to get better. You know, like it's mm. possible I could have gotten significantly better as an athlete, maybe not on the football field, on the basketball court. I was tall. You know, I wasn't super slow. If I had learned how to shoot, you know, pretty well and, and really understood the game, it's possible I could have gotten a lot better. Um, not good enough yeah. to like, you know, even play like college level, but I could have gotten right, better. Right. Like, so that's one thing to think about. That being said, it's like we can't ignore the roles that gen- genetics play in all of this. Like, and unfortunately, no, in, in self improvement, there's this sort of mythical narrative that your genetics don't matter. And so I think that, right. you know, when we're doing the outline for this episode, like I, you know, it, it, these are all my I notes from my mem database. I was like, all right, so we have two types of limitations, I think, right? There are those that are real, like the fact that, you know, you're a 5'11", you know, white guy who's never, never going to play <laughs> in the NHL, and I'm a six foot one yeah. or six foot scrawny Indian guy who's never going to play in the NBA. And you know what? <laughs> that is honestly a genetic reality. Like, honestly, the only people we can blame for that are our parents. Our parents are honestly, like, truth, truth be told, like we were that, like as far as our, our, our you know genetic lottery goes, they if that was our goal, they fucked us. Fortunately, yeah, didn't, they didn't also play. like you know talked us into like you know realistic you know goals. Not like, hey, I'm going to go to the NBA. Like if I had told my dad that, it was like, are you out of your mind? Like you know, <laughs> right. been, like I don't know about you. If you told your mom, it's like, oh, my goal is to play NHL hockey, particularly because you know we were in Southern California. Your mom would have been like. You're an idiot. Not gonna You're happen. a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, speaking but, of which, were there any any crazy ideas your your mom discouraged as far as things you said you wanted to do? I'll tell you what. So uh, for anybody, if this is their first time tuning in, uh, I lived a pretty eclectic young adult life like or teenage life. I was involved in a lot of music and theater and uh, choir on top of academics, right? But very, very, very little um, uh, uh, athletic stuff at the time. Anyway, long story short, I was pretty good, honestly, in musicals. I, I got a lot of leads in high school, and I might have made a run for it. Well, my mom yeah, actually, go, watch, go watch Garrett's YouTube channel. You'll see he's a natural in front of a camera for that reason. Well, I mean, that's a different that's a different thing. I mean, I'm not singing and tap dancing, which I can do, by the way, if you're interested. But um, but you try but that not something for the next video. Yeah, you think it'd go well? I don't. I don't yeah, know if it's my target market. <laughs> I think they might. They might be amused. It might be kind of hilarious. It might be like, whoa, you might. Uh, whoa. You know, we have many around. skills. We had no idea. Yeah, right. You're gonna have to sing the intro for the next uh, creativity hour. By the way, ah, this sounds like fun. Give me a give me a good jingle what, and we're what, what you so what what you were so it was you were the lead in Yankee Doodle, weren't you? Uh, it was Damn Yankees. Damn, Damn Yankees. Yankees. I think is what you're thinking. Of. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yankee I played, uh, Damn Yankees. I old. played Shoeless Joe and Damn Yankees. Uh, and then I did the voice of um, of Audrey Two, the plant in Little Shop of Horrors. One of wow. one of the people doing the voice. Um, and then some other obscure, probably more obscure musicals that everyone wouldn't have known, but so it doesn't even yeah. matter. Anyways, I got a couple, got a few leads in my in my high school tenure. Um, my mom actually discouraged me from doing that. She said, I think you want more money than that lifestyle would guarantee you. And she wasn't wrong about that because <laughs> I 
Good. I'm a capitalist. Well, sure. look, I, uh, I'm a green I capitalist the same thing. pig. I had a, a similar experience with music. I got into the USC School of Music Performance for tuba, which it was like, you know, I got rejected by Northwestern. Um, I didn't apply to UCLA School of Music. And, you know, I remember that I still remember the audition. Like the guy was, I his name was like Tommy something or other. And he was the principal tuba for the LA Philharmonic. And he was like, all right, play this piece. And he was like, play it loud. I'm like, all right, cool. And, you know, I had made Allstate band three times in a row. So I was like, all right, you know what? Like I, I had a shot. My dad talked me out of it. And, and I've talked about that on the show before. Really? Um, well, dude, I mean, a tuba player, you literally are like, you're fucking reading obituaries instead of job boards. There's one in every orchestra. It's not a versatile right. instrument. So like, you're waiting for somebody to die for a job to open up. And I had a friend yes, who did yes. it. The kid who sat next to me in Allstate band, who was second to me the two years, my junior and sophomore year. And then he beat me my senior year. He was first chair and I was fifth my senior year, but I just didn't care Ooh, anymore. Um, yeah, I got smoked and I just didn't care. And uh, yeah. I did kind of. I was pissed because I'd been first chair for two years in a row. But you were, yeah. you, were, you cared about the ego, but you didn't care about putting the work in to. No, I, 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 I didn't. I've been there. No, yeah, the, the, the actual thing to because I had already been, you know, I'd already sent my college applications, but I, I talked to him about sure. 15, 20 years later and I asked him, how was it? He was like, it sucks. Um, he's like, it's, it's rough. So, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like you could have the, these superpowers that may not necessarily manifest into something that you can make a career out of. Like, you know, oh, that's one dude. of those things that's a harsh reality, too. You know, I, but, but quick pause on this. And not yeah. that I not that I have such a one track mind that I only think about hockey, but I have a hockey coach right now. She's amazing. She played Division three through college. Um, and, and she's just really good at, at helping, you know, beginners, kids and adults understand how to start skating. So here's the thing, like she may, and I don't know this for a fact, but let's just imagine that she had aspirations at one point to go pro or to be on the, you know, U S Olympics team or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very feasible. Like she, she played at that caliber that where that could have been like a target for her. Then, you know, if that doesn't become a reality, we shift what we want to do with the things that we are good at. Right. Yeah. Like I never thought 10 years ago that my skill level in Excel would translate to Airtable, a different software that would then help me understand how to build automated workflows for business owners. Like I would have never, you know, I, I couldn't have put those pieces together. It yeah. was, it, this goes back to a topic we talked about before pursuing the things that you're excited about and they open up new opportunities for you. Yeah. So I, I, I want to hit this idea of knowledge and weaknesses, and we'll talk about how to discover your strengths. Like, because there are probably yeah. a lot of people like, oh, I don't have, you know, these, you know, strengths you're talking about, or I haven't found them. But the thing that I think we, we really don't do enough justice to in this sort of new agey self-help world of like, oh, everybody can do anything. You can put anything you put your mind to. It's like, no. There, that is everybody's magical. No, you <laughs> cannot put do anything you put your mind to. You can put your mind to something that is not within your actual capabilities or natural aptitude, and you will accomplish nothing doing it. And people fucking hate that idea. Um, so I, I think that that, that's a, that's a harsh truth. Like it, it's like, what are you not good at? What do you absolutely suck at that you've been like? trying to you know do like i mean me and science and math it's like oh i'm indian i'm supposed to be good at science and math and i'm terrible at both you know uh science maybe not so much but you know not at least science in the way you need to do it in a laboratory because you kind of need both skills like math and science to be good at them 
like, you know, me in med school would have been a disaster. It's like, I, you know, I am terrible at math. Like, I, I, st- I remember, like, I, I walked in the statistics class, game three class. I'm like, wow, you know, computer science. That was when I finally realized was like, I have no aptitude for thinking <laughs> like this. And, you know, for the computer scientists out there, yeah. you'll, you'll appreciate this. Um, recursion. Do you know what recursion is, Gareth? Um, no, not by so, definition. So funny enough, you probably do, but not by definition. So in recursion basically is what allows for algorithms. Like you're basically have to look, recursion basically requires you to look like 8,000 steps ahead of what happened, you know, of a function. Like, right, how is this going to perform when this function repeats like 8,000 times? Um, so our first, you know, project in computer science at Berkeley was a blackjack game. Most people who are good computer scientists literally could program that fucking blackjack game in 15 minutes. It's that, you know, idiotic of a project. Okay. I spent 21 hours in the computer science lab. And the only reason <laughs> that it even got close to right, cause we had partners and even, he oh, was, no. and you know, eventually like I, I was this, I was like to the point where I was about to fail the class. And, you know, and the reason I was trying to do it was because, you know, everybody was majoring in computer science because the dot-com boom was happening. Like, it was just, oh, you know, this is the ticket to, to you know, wealth and, you know, right. success. Oh, you want to make a quarter million a year? Yeah. Become a computer, pro- computer programmer. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I, you know, basically wasted an entire semester trying to do, you know, like, master something that not only was I not average at, I was fucking horrible at. Uh, what what have you been absolutely just atrocious at in your life like what do you suck at oh god that's a really good question fuck dude i don't know that's Uh, bad that's bad that's not a good thing this this is this is actually a really so this is good empathy (laughs) okay well it's a good thing you're not a therapist then (laughs) there's soft skills that i do not have like I, I can, I, just I can say, don't have some, somehow I could see your wife basically. I wish we had Sarah to chime in on this part. Like right? that, she, you know. she, if she were here in the room, she'd be like nodding behind me. She's like, yeah, he has no fucking empathy. <laughs> I just, it's funny too, because I'm a Libra, which if, I don't well, know if you it's buy it. I don't like buy you as a non-empathetic person, but I get what you're saying, but I'm also your best friend. Times- I'm also. I, so, I am coldly logical sometimes. There's there's like a switch, right? Like there are two types of decisions. There's like the they're like what I think of like as fake decisions, and then like real decisions, right? Yeah. When it comes to real stuff, like uh, I I feel emotion, but like most people like want to cry and weep about all kinds of bullshit that's like yeah, not yeah, yeah. a real issue, and I just have zero empathy for that. Like I doesn't I don't even know how to commiserate yeah. with them because I'm like you're making funny. something. Ugh. Well, it's Go funny. Ahead, this sorry. is why this is why I don't coach people because, like, I, I, it's, not right. that I, it's not that I. This is why I do very little one-on-one work with anybody. I'm kind of like, listen, I'm going to help you solve a problem. I don't want to give a fuck. I, I really could care less about all the emotional issues you're having because of that problem. I'm yes. not here for that. I'm here to solve the problem. That's all I can do for you. It's like if something sucks, I'm going to tell you it sucks, and I really don't care how you're fe- you if I hurt your feelings. Like, and you, I was like, you got to remember, I learned to give feedback from a woman who didn't sugarcoat shit. You know, my <laughs> brother, it was just like the closest thing to a compliment I got from her in two manuscripts was good. You know, um, <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing that I think we don't give enough attention to: strengths and weaknesses are often polar opposites. Well, and, and 
there's a there's a, a handheld relationship there. If you're good yeah, yeah. at one thing, it usually means you suck at something else. Well, not only I'm that, a very logical mean, person. Yeah, I well, can't do the empathy thing. Sorry, well, go ahead. Ray, Ray Dalio talks about this in you know um, in his book Principles, which everybody should read because it really is you know like a goldmine of you know teaching you how to think clearly. But okay. it, he talks about this. He's like, you know, the, the same thing that's, he's like, your, your virtues or your like, you know, greatest attributes are a double-edged sword because often, you know, the other side of your greatest attribute is the thing that, you know, is also a weakness. Like, so for me, I have like an obsessive level of focus when I'm interested in something. You know this. When I'm interested in something, yes. I'm obsessive about it. Obsessive. That I haven't stopped hearing about the fucking dishes for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I honestly, like, I, I still haven't, like, that idea go. I mean, it's kind of on a back burner now, but, you know, um, but, right. you know, I, I don't think, you know, it's not realistic. Like, there's, all, I, I also got some interesting data points, but that's irrelevant to this conversation. So, sure, uh, sure, sure. Uh, but th- that's the thing, right, is that you brought up, I think it was really important that when I asked you, you know, what are your weaknesses, you said you don't know. That right, right there is 90% of the problem is that people are unaware of the fact that they're terrible at certain things. And they're the, and as a result, they don't have an objective view on themselves. They tend to have a very biased view on the way that they think that the way that they are in the world. And so when that happens, you actually can't see your limitations because you're blind to them because you have this sort of bias. Like it's, it's actually important to be like, all right, what do I suck at? And not see that as a thing of like, oh, I suck at this thing. So I'm, you know, I suck as a person. Like you have to separate, you know, the, the two. Um, right. But that, that really is, is the beginning of how to actually start to get to the point where you discover your strengths. And that's what we're going to talk about next. And if you want to find out how to discover your superpowers, subscribe to the unmistakable creative backstage pass at unmistakablecreative.com slash backstage. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.